Hello and welcome to another episode of One of Us Has to Be Right. He's Justin Whitwick. I'm Josh Deal. Justin, scary, scary good, scary bad. Hit me. Yeah, so here's the thing. Scheduling's been a little off this week, so we're going to fly through this episode. But you know what, Josh? The pot is inevitable. And you know what else is inevitable? Uh, Tom Brady? Uh, that is very true. But my scary good... I This isn't even scary good. I just... I really wanted to say this. Um... 48-year-old Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens is coming out of retirement and has agreed to join the fan-controlled football league to play with the Zappers. Guess who his quarterback is? Oh, I know. Money Manziel, baby. (laughs) Yeah, it's not even, like, scary good, like, I'm excited to see it or anything, or it's going to make me watch it or anything. But I just, man, that, that was, you know, just something that I saw that, that made love my it. day. I love it. Um, so now, scary bad, and I flew through that because I think we're going to have a bit of discussion on this. Okay. Scary bad. New overtime rules. Ah. And here's the thing. I, I know that this is a hot topic, but I don't think this should be. I think that it is extremely disrespectful to defenses to assume that you cannot stop one person from going 75 yards marching a football down your throat and and scoring a touchdown if you are in the playoffs and you and you have one drive to stop an entire team from not from scoring from from scoring a touchdown and you can't do it you don't deserve to be in the playoffs and you know they've been trying to well maybe not trying to shorten games, but they've been trying to avoid lengthening games because guys get tired, guys get injured when they're not playing right and everything, so that's why they were trying to avoid all this. And then the Bills Mafia cried wolf when none of the other overtime games, anybody, you know, said anything about it. Um, But yeah, I hate it, and if you can't stop an offense, then you don't deserve to go on to the Super Bowl. I mean, look at it this way, right? One of our first podcast questions ever was, does defense still win championships? I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that as I was drafting up this scary bad. Yeah, and I think that the the thing is, is that it has become such an offensive league that I think there are very few teams with defenses strong enough, one drive and a full head of steam uh, to stop, you know, Patrick Mahomes, to stop a Tom Brady, to stop... Even a Josh Allen, if the if the roles were reversed, if the Bills would have won that coin toss, I think Josh Allen, with the way that Gabe Davis was playing in that game, probably could have gone down the field and scored a touchdown. But the thing is, their defense didn't do the job. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think it would be fun uh, the way that the Titans did it and the way that they drafted it up of you have to score a touchdown and then a two-point conversion. I thought that was a yeah. cool rule. Uh, but but I think but here's the thing yeah teams are gonna have different philosophies on that and and everything too yeah. but yeah so that's and I know Matt's gonna feel good about my scary bad so I'm excited to hear his take in the group chat but yeah that's all I have if you want to keep discussing this that's fine I thought you were gonna have more pushback on it no um, I I agree with you I think I think that it, you should have I, I'm still a, a firm believer that the Rams wouldn't have got to where the Rams were if it weren't for the fact that they had an absolute powerhouse defense to go along with their offensive firepower. Yeah, I mean, to go along with the offensive player of the year in Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I think I think my scary bad staying in the NFC West talking about the Rams. I feel bad for the Seattle Seahawks, bro. <laughs> oh man. And here's the thing, I think that they're going to not that they're going to, but I think there's a good chance that they trade DK. I've heard. I've heard that. That now the other the, the thing I heard too was that DK Metcalf uh, <laughs> was asked the question of um, the doors open for you to come to KC and he responded with you better close it I heard it gets cold at night there um, mm. so <laughs> I, I mm. think I think he still wants to stay in Seattle um, but I mean if you've got drew if you've got drew Locke throwing at you I think that that desire best to stay, quarterback in the NFL <laughs> I think your desire to stay is gonna keep dropping especially when you're lining up and you have to go over the middle against the guy that was once your teammate and now you get to you have to play twice a year I just I feel what? bad for the Seahawks I, obviously Bobby Wagner is not the same player that he was five or six years ago but no next, he's, but he still had he had well over a hundred solo tackles no, this year exactly I think that's the thing is for the next five years, you have to line up against one of the best middle linebackers of all time and Bobby Wagner after yeah. him being your teammate for so long. So it, it definitely sucks. And that's why, I mean, it's it's very, very scary bad for the uh, Seattle but it, Seahawks. But, I mean, I mean, the Seahawks in general, you're, you're, you have no firepower on that offense outside of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Don't talk oh. to me about Chris Carson. Oh, no. Chris Carson. I'm going to talk to you about Rashad Oh, okay. Sorry. 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 I forgot. How could I forget? Oh, sorry. Um, I, I, I was going to bring up Dwayne Eskridge. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I forgot to mention Sidney Rice. Um, no, but... Um, Baldwin. But, yeah. But it's like, that's what you have to, to go against Aaron Donald, Jalen yeah. Ramsey, and Bobby Wagner. Yeah, it's it's it. Th- I and don't, then, I don't know and that's just that's just one team in the West. We didn't even talk about you know the Bosa Warner, Tart and whatever cornerback they're gonna get in the like that's that's a whole nother situation. So scary yeah. bad Seahawks rip. They need all the help they can get at nine. And how crazy it is that they would have had nine and ten this year. Well, that's the thing. If Russell played the whole year, they probably would have. Um, they probably wouldn't have. You know, trading him a, yeah. and they wouldn't have been that low on the totem pole. So that's crazy. One injury, one little finger injury, and now the Seahawks are in shambles. Yeah, I mean, it was much. That was a long time coming, but. Uh, well, yeah, because that was the thing. I saw something where it was like, um, now that uh, oh, somebody just left the Seahawks. It was it was a safety or a corner, and it was like, was it Brandon Browner? I think he might have like just recently left this off season, and it was like. Everybody in the Legion of Boom is no longer on the Seahawks, and it's like, wow, that was like 2013. Yeah, it sucks, but feels so long ago. My scary good um, is, I think it's 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 a Cinderella story turned homecoming. Um, that I doubt this would have happened unless this team did what they did this year. And my scary good is Shaheen Holloway, the head coach of the St. Peter's Peacocks. Oh, I saw that, yeah. He was the point guard at Seton Hall 20 years ago, and now he is returning to be their head coach after mm-hmm. the Cinderella run that St. Peter's went on, getting to the Elite Eight. Uh, he just re-signed, or he just signed a contract to be the new head coach of the uh, of the Seton Hall Pirates, his old alma mater. So, love seeing that. The Peacocks were super excited for him, obviously, um, going, yeah. going to a school in the Big East that has, you know, 
a bigger auditorium than something that you would play at at a high school gym. And, um, it, it looks like a middle school gym. My high school was nicer than that. Yeah, and not having your office underneath a pool so it wouldn't yeah. leak all the time. I mean, just the St. Peter's facility. Yeah, he earned it. Yeah, he, he 100% earned it with the, the style of coaching that he brought to that team. And um, Speaking of the NCAA tournament, we have the last – Four, well, not the last four, last three games technically, but the final four mm-hmm. is this weekend. Um, yes, sir. And then Monday will be the the title game. We have Duke versus UNC, which you Love couldn't it. have scripted. Love it. You couldn't have scripted a better final four matchup for Coach K's uh, final, <clears throat> you know, final road or uh, final shebang. And then on the other side of the bracket, you have Kansas versus Villanova, two blue chip schools. Absolutely incredible, and then any any matchup of those is going to be incredible. The way that Kansas played all year, the way that Villanova has played in the tournament, they lose Jalen or they lose Justin Moore. Excuse me, Jalen Samuels has been balling out, but they lose Justin Moore to an Achilles or ACL. Something mm-hmm. something snapped in that leg. Um, yeah, so they're down to like a six man rotation um, on that squad. So. I'm going to pass it over to you. You've got Duke UNC, Kansas Villanova, and then the NCAA championship. Who do you have winning it all, winning the two games? So here's the thing. I, you know, in my original bracket, I had Nova losing first round to the Hens. So there's no way I'm going to pick them. (laughs) No way. There's just no way I can do it. But I did have um, Kansas-Kentucky in my finals, and I'm going to stick with Kansas making it all the way. And on the other side, I just... There's no better way for Coach K to go out. And even, you know, I, I do believe that he's going to win. But even just for the story of it, I just, I think he's going to he's gonna clap UNC. I don't think it's going to be that close, in all honesty. And, I mean, as far as the finals go, that's a really, that's a, that's a tough matchup. It's going to be a phenomenal game if it's Kansas and Duke. Um, but, yeah, I just, I have a gut feeling that Kansas is going to take it out. Coach K's last year, but I see it. Kansas, Duke, let's go 69-72. Okay. Um, I, I agree with you on the uh, the one side of the bracket. I think that Bill Self's Kansas Jayhawks are just too good this year. Um, I think that Villanova, especially with the Justin Moore injury, um, they've struggled at times. against. They struggled against Houston. Houston would have won that game. Houston was one of twenty from the three-point range. Are you serious? One, I didn't even know that. One for twenty from beyond the arc. Damn. It was it was awful. Houston would have won that game had it not been for their awful three-point shooting. Um, streaky play from Colin Gillespie. I just think that Kansas is a much better uh, put-together team. Um, obviously, better prospects. Um, they've got an All-American uh, in Uchefu. Um, so, love Kansas coming out of that side of the bracket. Same thing. I think Duke takes it out of that side of the bracket. But I have, and this is this is the cool thing. Um, so, Coach K would beat UNC, whose former head coach was Roy Williams, right? Mm-hmm. He would beat Hubert Smith, who was who's the current head coach, who played at UNC when Coach K, I believe, won his first championship there. That's crazy. And then he would go and play Kansas. Roy Williams was the head coach at Kansas, 
before he left Kansas to go to UNC, and he was replaced by Bill Self, who is still the head coach at Kansas. Yeah. So um, just a really cool uh, kind of full circle moment. And, of course, Coach K's first championship was against Kansas. So it just mm-hmm. be too good of a storybook ending. Uh, I love Paulo Benchero. Hopefully the Pistons get him. I've, I've loved watching <laughs> what he can do as kind of a uh, – a forward who you know can also come out and play on the wing. Um, he's a, a pretty solid defender, but his shooting is is off the charts as well. So I just I really like that Duke team, and I think that they've got the depth um, as well as the, the the firepower to to take the championship. Um, I have them seventy five sixty nine. I don't think it's going to be as close. I do like that sixty nine number, but I think that Duke. Um, I think it's the first seventy five wins that game. You like. You like the sixty-nine number? I do like the sixty-nine number. Okay, this right, is a, sounds good. This is a family, um, this is a family-friendly. Yeah, podcast. no, we I was I was just clarifying. I just wanted to make sure that I heard you right. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, I'm not mad at that. I, I don't think either of us are insanely hard pressed, but one of us has to be right. Oh, it's and, not over yet, Justin. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just saying. Is it? Are um, we going to have a 13 minute podcast today? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. I'm oh, no. excited for what we have next. What but, do we have next? Um, well, hold on. Here's the thing. I just want to say I'm happy that I called. I wish I was on the pod for this, but I was happy that I called Gonzaga hitting an early L because Chet Holmgreen looks like the Grim Reaper. <clears throat> yeah. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Getting bullied down there. Yeah, in the not post. Saying, not, saying, yeah, not saying he's not a unicorn by any means, but, God, we got to get some muscle on that kid. Yes. Um. So, speaking of college athletics... Very, very soon we have the NFL draft coming up. This week we have the top five receivers coming out next week. Next week it's going to be a little jam-packed. We're going to have um, tight ends and O-line, so that'll be a little interesting. I don't know how we're going to do that. We might need to talk about that. Um, We'll just have that be the whole pod. We'll just skip right to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, might as well. We'll do all three positions. Um, But, yeah, so starting – off with the receivers. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I I will. I will go first. Okay, and I want you to give me all of yours before I start mine. And okay. I'm not going to tell you my honorable mentions until the end, because there's a name that I have that's at my six that I know you're going to be waiting for to hear, um, really, like higher up on my list. Okay. Um, look, I there's a couple of guys um, that I have in now, my honor. Guy. Now here's a guy. Uh, here, there's a couple of guys I have in my honorable mention. Uh, one of them being Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Okay, um, he's he's probably you're probably a lot higher on him than I am. He's my he's my 16th best receiver. Wow. Yeah, I have yeah. him. I have him as an honorable mention, kind of around the the George Pickens. Um, I have them both above Wandell Robinson. Um, yeah. But I I have him as like a second round grade. Um, I am a lot higher on him Oof. than you. Another Oof. person who's high on him is Chris Sims. Chris Sims has him as his number two wide receiver in this year's draft. <laughs> I mean, he's got good size and everything. Loved the production he put up with uh, Desmond Ritter. But, man, he's he's a very, very raw prospect. Yeah. Um, my, number five, my number five is one of the Ohio State boys, and it's Chris Olave. Okay. I really like Olave. Um, I'm worried. Six six foot, one eighty five, one ninety. Yeah. Um, got to beef up a little bit. Got to beef up, but I loved his speed, his route running. 
Um, he, I, he obviously put on a show at Ohio State. I always look back um, at the – what was that? The Peach Bowl when Perhaps. Justin Fields was just absolutely throwing darts to him. Mm-hmm. Um, him Something and Wilson like and Smith and Jeeba. Um, I like Olave. He's at my five. Uh, my okay. number four. This is this is crazy. Uh, my number four is a man who has the largest hand size in this draft. Kenny Pickett. <laughs> no, <laughs> Christian Watson. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I like. I'm not mad. I at like that. his. I, love I like Watson. his size. I like his speed. Um, obviously, he went up against FCS competition, but the man has yeah. ten and a, ten and a half. I mean, huge mitts. He's one of those guys but where also, if you throw it up, he's going to catch it. But also, here's the thing. Here's the thing. He dominated at the Senior Bowl when he was on equal competition. Looked really good at the combine. I love Christian Watson, but he's just you know he doesn't have that much. He just doesn't have that much experience against solid level play. And oh, excuse me. And you know. I think he's going to be a real good receiver. I, I would not be upset if Jaguars took him top of the second. Yeah. I have I have two guys tied for third, if I can do that. <coughs> yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow um, it. Wait, so do you have six guys in your top five, or do you have... Technically, I wanted to give I wanted to give a nod to Alec Pierce, but right. um, I think my guys, my guys tied for three, and I think that they are very similar, and I think they'll be drafted almost right after the other is Garrett Wilson and Traylon Burks. Okay. I like Burks a lot. Great playmaker, especially on a team where he really didn't have that great of quarterback play at Arkansas. Uh, He was still able to be uh, an incredible prospect and put up numbers for that Razorback squad. Um, Wilson, the same thing. He was in a crowded wide receiver room with Olave and Smith and Jeeba, but he was still able to perform. Um, Crazy speed. Um, and I think what sets him apart is that playmaking ability. Um, and now my number two, this is tough. Um, number two, I have Drake London. Okay. I think I think he's going to get drafted first because of the injury to my number one guy. But yeah. I think that when it comes to and, and, size... And I mean, keep in mind, though. Keep in mind, though. He has injury concerns himself, too. Yeah, I mean, he broke his ankle after eight games, so... It's definitely a question mark. I just think that his mix of size, speed, his ability to get a 50-50 ball, uh, the production that he put up at USC, um, I think it's all there. I think he could potentially go top five, top ten easy. Um, But my number one guy, and I saw him working out today. um, Yeah, I sent you that video. I sent you the video on Instagram. You sent it to me. He's not running yet. He should be running by the draft. Uh, so yeah. there's a, there's a chance that he he's in pads by the preseason, and yeah. my number one it's Jamison Williams. I think that he has, um, I think he is better than Jerry Judy. I think he's better than Devonta Smith. Um, say Waddle, say Waddle. I think he's better than Jalen Waddle too. I oh, I don't know about that one, but okay. I think that I think that out of the wide receivers that came out of Alabama. I think that he is <coughs> the best playmaker. I think other than uh, Amari Cooper and Julio Jones, he might be number three uh, of the wide receivers that come out of Alabama when it's when it's all said and done. Potentially. 
I like I dude, I like him a lot, and I think depending yeah. on the landing spot, if he falls the way I think he falls, and he ends up on the Lions at thirty two, which I don't think there's any Ain't shot. Happen. It, there's Ain't no happen. shot that it happens. But if that were the case, oh baby. How mad how mad would you be if the Lions see him there at thirty two and then they don't <laughs> take with him and the John Jaguars Dotson. take him? <laughs> no, they well no, they they go with they go with uh like Sam Howell. <laughs> to, to ensure the fifth year contract. I would Anyways. slap him. Anyways, yeah, no, I have I have Christian Watson, George Pickens, David Bell, right all outside, Sky Moore, John Mechie, Jalen sure. Tolbert, yeah. Bo Mel. I have them all right outside my top five and somebody else, but you're going to wait to hear their name. My number five receiver is Jahan Dotson, Penn State. Um, you know, as far as quote-unquote comps go, I mean, he's. I'm not saying he's as good, but gives me Antonio Brown vibes. Um, once again, our comps are only play style, not talent level, projection of career st- whatever. Um, I, even though he's five ten, he's 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 an X, and I really love Jahan Dotson. Great attack on the ball. My number four is a little slim reaper, Chris Olave. Okay. Giving me giving me Devonte Smith vibes. Um, you know, if you, oh, dude, if we, if you, if you throw Chris Olave on like the Commanders with Terry McLaurin, just watch him run. Oh yeah, that'd be real fun. And Curtis Samuel. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Um, my third overall receiver, Drake London. Okay. Um, yeah, I, as you said, I, I agree with you on the metrics. Really, really good to the eye test. Really good high point on the ball. Um. It's just making sure he can stay healthy, because otherwise he's he, he's a phenomenal prospect. My number two overall guy, and I'm I feel like I'm higher on him than a lot of other guys are. Traylon Burks. I love Traylon Burks. And here's the thing, he's he's probably what like six two, like two twenty, two thirty, and everybody's giving him all this business because he didn't run a four four. Cooper Cup didn't run a four four. Devontae Adams didn't run a 4-4. Like, you don't need to have blazing speed to be a big body receiver that goes up and makes plays. <clears throat> so, I love Traylon Burks. I don't think he's making it out of that first round, especially not past the Eagles, Saints, that whole situation. Chiefs. Um, love the kid from Arkansas. My number one receiver, this includes injury, is Jameson Williams from Alabama. That's I what just, I'm saying. You know, That's what I'm saying. I just here's the thing. I don't care if he doesn't come back to week four, week five. Get me the best player in the draft to pair with whatever quarterback you're working with, and just watch the magic that happens. Cause he, he cause here's the thing. He's two months removed from his ACL surgery, and he's already doing agility drills. He's not full on sprinting, not touching any pads right now. I, I'm not worried about his hands or his decision making getting any worse because of this and if his explosiveness is still there and he's going through PT to get his explosiveness even stronger watch out because Jameson Williams is going to be a star in the NFL whatever team gets to get him kind of like Ojabo whatever team gets to get him later than he should be drafted based on how good he is good for them so Garrett Wilson is not in my top five just throwing that out there don't trust him don't trust a man that jumps when he catches like a fairy. 
<laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> That's gotta I'm be on, racist. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on. I'm on the Garrett Wilson hate train. Juju and Jay Jettas move on over because there's a new sheriff in town. Honestly, um, I have to say something. Say it. I'm off the Jay Jettas hate train. Yeah, no, I'll hop off with you. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I'm still I'll hop off with you. I'm still on the Juju hate train. Um, yeah. No, I'll hop off with you. Okay. I, yeah. And that's and that's understandable. Production. Here's the thing: we just didn't like the way he went about it. We're True. not saying that. We're not saying that he sucked or anything. We were just wishing the worst upon him. Um, <laughs> that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds so much worse. We were like, we know he's good. We just hate his guts. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he's he's mellowed out over his sophomore year, and I appreciate him more than I did last year. So yeah, I'll hop off the Jay Jettis train. But Garrett plus Wilson. Mm, plus, plus he started he the I'm gritty. Sorry. Yeah. Like I, yeah, we gotta respect it. Well, yeah. it was an LSU thing. Did but he like start it? Start it? I think he started it in the NFL. Like that was his. Oh. That was his. That was his thing in the NFL. Oh, I know LSU boys were doing it for a while. Yeah. I'll just. I want to give him credit where credit is due. No. Oh, all right. That's fair. But um. Yeah. So I think that about does it for us this week. Pretty short episode. Yeah, and we've been, we've been we, hitting them with long boys, so I feel like it's only yeah. right that we give them a little digestible 25-minute jaunt. Yeah, and then we'll hit them with the trenches next week, and then we're on defense trying to pave our way through to the end here. But yeah. I guess that about does it for me. Anything else? No, I mean, you you don't think <clears throat> Garrett Wilson deserves to be in the first round? Um, Correct. And I do. So, and you, know you also they... think you also think Duke's gonna roll through Kentucky. I do. Well, not Kentucky, Kansas. But oh, Kansas. Uh, my apologies. One of us. One of us knows the games this weekend, and the other one. <laughs> <laughs> one of us has actually been following March Madness, and the other one says stuff to try to sound smart. Hey, it's like me with the NFL draft. You know what they say on different <laughs> podcasts? One of us has to be right. He's Justin Whitwick. I'm Josh Steele. We'll catch you next week.